Our learning objective is to compute a bond's duration statistic. Now, when we talk about the duration statistic on a bond, it is based on the time-weighted present value of a bond's principal and interest payments divided by the bond's price. There are two uses for the duration statistic. The first is it serves as a price volatility index. That is, the larger the duration statistic, the more volatile the price of a bond. The second is as, an, as part of what we call an immunization strategy. An immunization strategy locks in a bond's yield to maturity for an investor's desired holding period. So, with these two very beneficial uses uh, in mind, let's turn to the mechanics of how one actually uh, computes the duration statistic. Now, the direct computation, the straightforward chug and plug computation, says that it's, it's the ratio of two numbers, and the, the number in the numerator is the present value of the product of the time to each payment times each payment that the bond investor receives, all discounted at the current bond's yield to maturity. And keep in mind that the payment may either be the coupon payment or uh, the principal when due. The denominator is the price of the bond itself. This formula uh, is clearly complex. You would never do it longhand. If you had to work it out yourself, you would clearly want to use an Excel spreadsheet which is ideal for laying out the variables in this problem, multiplying them out, adding everything up, and doing the division in the end. Fortunately, there are a lot of software packages that are available that will also do this calculation. However, sometimes one finds oneself in a situation, such as on an exam, where uh, you are asked to compute a duration statistic. And if you had to do this longhand formula, it would be extremely time-consuming, especially if the term to maturity on the bond were fairly lengthy. Fortunately, there exists a shortcut formula for computing the duration statistic, and the shortcut formula actually does not look very short when you first look at it, but it does have a major benefit. And that major benefit is you can just plug the numbers into the formula and then do your uh, arithmetic uh, manipulations to get the answer as opposed to having to multiply a lot of things out and add them up. Uh, so, for, for problems, particularly where you have longer terms to maturity, the shortcut formula actually will be a lot less time-consuming. Uh, 
Now, the shortcut formula has two terms to it. The first term is 1 plus the yield to maturity divided by the yield to maturity. The second term is a subtraction. So it's 1 plus the yield to maturity divided by the yield to maturity minus the second term. The numerator of the second term is 1 plus y, the quantity, 1 plus the yield to maturity, plus the term to maturity times the difference between the coupon rate and the yield to maturity. The denominator of the second term is first the coupon rate times the quantity 1 plus the yield to maturity to the power represented by the uh, term to maturity, that whole thing minus 1, and then that product plus the yield to maturity. Now I know when people first see or hear the formula that, that sounds a little overwhelming, but there are a couple interesting features to it. First of all, because it's a subtraction, and because it's extremely unlikely that the second term itself would be negative, you automatically know that the value of the duration statistic is virtually certain to be less than 1 plus y, 1 plus the yield to maturity, divided by the yield to maturity. And secondly, uh, if you were to plug in uh, a zero coupon rate, that is if you have a zero coupon bond, so the coupon rate is zero, and plug in zero for the coupon rate into the formula, and then solve for the duration statistic, lo and behold, you will get an answer equal to the term to maturity. One of the key features about the duration statistic is the duration of zero coupon bond always equals term to maturity. It's, it's the easiest, one of the easiest calculations we have in the investments world. And it also says that when you compute the duration statistic on a bond, whatever that statistic is, it means the bond, the volatility of that bond's price is the same as a, the volatility of the price of a zero coupon bond with the maturity of that uh, duration. Second, the duration of a coupon bond uh, will always be less than the term to maturity. Third, there is an inverse relationship between the coupon rate and the duration statistic. So when you work with the formula, you would see that the higher the coupon rate, the lower the duration. And there is an inverse uh, relationship between the yield to maturity and the duration. So the higher the yield to maturity, the lower the duration. And finally, there is a direct relationship between maturity and duration. So these three relationships just emphasize that the coupon effect 
the maturity effect and the yield to maturity effect uh, all hold up within the duration formula computation. Let's consider some true-false questions. First, a bond whose yield to maturity is 10% is virtually certain to have a duration statistic less than 11. Well, to answer this question, we have to go back to the shortcut formula and consider the first term, which was 1 plus the yield to maturity divided by the yield to maturity. So that would be 1 plus 0 0.10 divided by 0 0.10, and that turns out to be 11. And then from that, you're subtracting the second term, and so this would be a true statement. Only for zero-coupon bonds can the duration statistic exceed the maturity of the bond. That's false because for zero-coupon bonds, the duration statistic will always exactly equal the maturity of the bond. 